to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. So we've covered now the chemical confusion from processed foods as number one, and number two being the hormonal imbalance. And uh, we're going to get into number three, uh, which is inflammation. So number three, the third reason out of seven reasons that I'm going to cover that um, we have um, difficulties maintaining our ideal weight or achieving our ideal weight. And if we address, we can get back to effortlessly maintaining and achieving our ideal weight is inflammation. So inflammation is interesting because where it plays in is that it's a pretty complicated topic. And so I'm not going to be like, you know, covering all aspects of this. I'm, what I'm going to do is try to explain it in a way that you understand the concepts, like the general concept of it so that it makes sense to you. And then as we go deeper and deeper in this podcast, we'll be like kind of filling in, like going down the rabbit hole, so to speak. But I want to give you an overview of how inflammation um, can contribute to um, being underweight or overweight. So it actually works in both ways. Okay. And so when um in that when inflammation happens in the body inflammation is the body's natural response to injury so you can you've seen inflammation in your body when you've cut your skin and you see the redness and the swelling right like it gets swollen and red and painful and hot what happens is that the body is like mobilizing its immune system so the immune system is the part of the body that protects itself from damage or heals the damage and heals the damage. So it's the immune system is pretty cool. It's like it like monitors the body, it um, protects the body, and it heals the body, and it also cleans the body. It gets rid of garbage, which we will get into in a future podcast. But in this case, it's like going in to protect the body, right? And heal the body. So it's protecting at the level of like, you know, at the skin, if you have a cut, it doesn't want to let any bacteria or like that's usually sitting on the skin and doesn't get into you because the skin is intact. But once the skin is cut, it can get into your body. So the immune system needs to go there and protect you and also start to heal, uh, you know, heal the wound and all that kind of stuff. So what happens is that we have the we have this, the capacity to become inflamed for a very good reason, and without it, we would probably not be where we are. We would not have evolved as much as we have. Um, however, what's happened is that um, our, our bodies are now being exposed to a bunch of things that actually damage it and causes, and it's not like an obvious damage like a cut to the skin. It's a very subtle damage. To body parts that we cannot see even like for example damage to the lining of our gut so um, damage to everywhere from like in the mouth like around the gums the tongue down into the esophagus down into the stomach and then into the small intestine which then connects to the large intestine and then to the rectum right 
You can even get inflammation in the bladder, which is like interstitial cystitis, for example. And for people who suffer from that, it's, you know, it's really uncomfortable. And the thing is like that inflammation can be like really subtle. Like you don't actually realize you have it. Um, It starts to, but if it persists over time, like if you have something that's damaging your internal body parts, like your gut or your bladder or your joints, right? you know, even your heart, you know, when you have like a little bit of inflammation, you know, if it comes in and then it goes, you don't, you won't even notice that. Like your body will be like, oh, there's a little bit of damage. We're going to go in, we're going to heal it. Whatever caused that damage is like over. So it's not like it's going to persist. It's going to go away. So for example, if you have like food poisoning and you eat something and it comes in and it damages the gut, it like inflames the gut, um, you feel unwell for a period of time, your body goes in, heals it. And then because it has everything it needs to heal itself under ideal circumstances, then that inflammation goes away and you recover. However, what happens is that when, let's say it's something that is happening to you so low level that you don't really notice it, it's not like a big event, like, uh, you know, like all of a sudden you get massive diarrhea and vomiting all at once, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like a slow, slow injury over time, causing a slow burning kind of amount of inflammation in a place like in the gut. Um, and then, um, what can happen is that because the gut lining is the place where you, um, break down your foods, a lot of the breakdown of your foods actually happen, um, in the lining around the lining of the gut and the absorption of your food, like the ability to take in your nutrients, um, happens through the lining of the gut. Okay. So over time, if you have inflammation in the lining of the gut, you're going to have this like problem with digesting your food and absorbing your food, right? And for some people, uh, that can slowly come on as a problem with weight gain or weight loss, depending on, um, you know, it's a combination of depending on at what level of the body has the inflammation occurred, how bad is the inflammation, and what is your genetic predisposition to the effects of inflammation. So, um, and if it gets really, really severe, like some people experience it as like a colitis, so like a Crohn's uh, or an ulcerative colitis, right? People, people with celiac disease get like damage to the lining of the gut. Uh, in the bladder, some people, as I say, the interstitial cystitis can really flare up and it can become very noticeable, very painful, needs treatment, right? In the joints, it can range from like mild kind of discomfort and you're like, oh, that's my osteoarthritis all the way through to like rheumatoid arthritis, right? And the inflammation can get so severe that the um, joints actually break down, like erode. And you can see that on the x-ray where the bone starts to kind of like be eroded um, and missing. And um, so there's a spectrum of inflammation. And the thing is like, you want to be on the spectrum where you don't have inflammation in the body unless you have like um, a short-term thing that needs to be fixed, like a cut or an infection, and the body comes in and fixes it and goes away. But you don't want that kind of chronic low-grade inf- in, uh, inflammation that is there all the time and can um, st- you know, cause the long-term consequences and sometimes flare very badly and cause those more obvious um, diagnoses, like where you know a doctor would see you and be like, oh yes, you have ulcerative colitis or you have Crohn's disease, um, you have gastritis, you have esophagitis you know, oh, you have gum periodontal uh, gingivitis, right? Like of the gums, inflammation of the gums, right? Rheumatoid arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, which is an inflammation of the spine, 
you know, everything, like everything can get inflamed, like tendonitis, plantar fasciitis, right? All the itises, that's all inflammation. And some of those are, if it's like involving one tendon or one foot, you know, the plantar fascia of one foot, that's usually um, like there's some component of a structural issue, like, you know, one leg is longer than the other, or you're overusing an arm at work or in a sport, you know, or ergonomically, you're not sitting properly at your desk all the way through to like your, your golf swing is like not, you know, um, in alignment with your anatomy. So you're starting to get like, you know, um, wear and overuse of certain muscles under use of other muscles. And that can lead to tendonitis and plantar fasciitis and those kinds of things. But when we're speaking about organs like, um, the gut, right? Um, that's not like a structural issue. It's, it's a chemical issue. So what I mean by that is, for example, what, mo- most of um, people living in today's modern society are walking around with low-grade inflammation due to damaging of the gut from things like processed foods. The more recent research has shown that the chemicals that are added to processed foods to do things like keep them on the shelf for a longer period of time without it going bad all the way through to maintaining that like crunchy texture for a long period of time without getting too moist or maintaining that kind of soft doughy um, texture without getting too dry. So like basically turning them into like frankenfoods that can last forever on the shelf, right? And they, they should not, like our whole food should go bad at some point in time. And there are natural processing ways to keep whole foods lasting longer, like dehydration or canning, fermentation, those are kind of like naturally processed foods um, where you use things like um, low level heat, um, pressure, like low, like natural kind of naturally induced pressures, um, fermentation using natural yeasts and things like that. All the way through to like ultra processed foods where you're actually adding in synthetic chemicals, man-made chemicals. And when they did this, they did not realize that these chemicals alone were damaging the gut. So just to give you an example, there was a study with um, animals, I can't remember if it was mice or rats, but they basically took these animals and all they did was they gave the animals um, the emulsifier that's found in 90% of our processed foods, particularly in our breads. And the purpose of that is to keep it like moist and doughy and not getting hard and dry while it's on the shelf, right? For like weeks and months. And just giving that emulsifier alone to the rats caused inflammation in the lining of the gut. They put on weight because what happens is when you have inflammation, the body um, retains water. It holds on to water, okay? And the reason it does that is like, um, it's very complex, but you can think of it as like, if you have fire, you need water to put it out. You need water to dilute like all of the chemicals, um, the chemistry of the inflammation, because it's very damaging, right? The the molecules released with inflammation, if they're released for a short period of time, they can they they are healing. But if they keep being released over and over and over again, the body, you know, doesn't want to have like that concentrated effect. So it'll bring water to the area, and also it'll continue to like bring blood flow to the area because it wants the immune system to go there and help with the inflammation. So and there's many different reasons, but you can think of it as like. Where there's, where there's fire, there's water, right? And the body tries to keep water. And so there's like this water retention that can happen. So um, sometimes um, our weight gain is actually not fat, it's water gain, right? 
And what I find is that when I work with my clients and we go through, um, we personalize the diet together. And part of that involves an elimination diet where we eliminate certain foods that are known to be highly inflammatory. Um, and then we reintroduce the foods to see how the body reacts to it during that elimination phase when they, when they are not eating those inflammatory foods. So like wheat, um, sugar, processed foods, corn, soy, um, you know, refined oils. Um, so like the canola oils and, uh, the corn oils and the soybean oils and those kinds of things. So we eliminate all of that and they find that they lose weight very quickly in a short period of time. And that weight is not fat weight. It's water weight because the inflammation that was being caused uh, in the body at the level of the lining of the gut and actually also within the tissues. So like refined oils um, actually can cause inflammation in the body, not just at the level of the lining of the gut, but once it gets inside, you know, inflammation within the body. Um, when they cut out those foods, they lose a certain amount of weight r very quickly, like within a matter of weeks, like days even sometimes, but usually within a matter of weeks. And that's water weight from the inflammation going down because you're no longer exposing the body to foods that um, are damaging the body tissues, either in the lining of the gut or once it gets through that lining of the gut inside the body itself. Okay. And for some people, it's like um, very interesting because um, some people are very sensitive to nightshade vegetables, to the lectins, the anti-nutrients in nightshade vegetables. And when they don't eat those foods, their joint pain improves like rheumatoid arthritis or psoriasis, inflammation of the skin. And that's a separate issue, but you find that out pretty quickly. And the same thing with interstitial cystitis. Some people are just born more sensitive to the inflammatory capacity of these foods. And it takes them removing these foods to, to get the inflammation down low enough that they don't start to experience like inflammation in the level of the bladder that would trigger like an, um, a lesion in, in, in the bladder with an, with an inflammation, like a patch of inflammation in the bladder. And that can be very difficult for people, right? Because um, that means you have to like, you know, really watch what you eat. And a lot of those inflammatory foods include also coffee and alcohol. Um, you know, for some people, chocolate, because it has sugar, or even dark, the cacao sometimes is very healthful for some people, but very inflammatory for others. And also tomatoes, right? They're kind of acidic. And so for some people that can be a problem. However, when you cut those foods out and, and your body responds by lowering its level of inflammation, which you experience as losing the water weight or decreasing pain, um, having less severe um, episodes of inflammation related, uh, pain, pain related to inflammation, um, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis or otherwise, um, what that's telling you is that the way that you're living is less damaging for the body and the body is thanking you with better health. It's expressing better health because you removed an obstacle to its natural state of health. So um, that water weight from inflammation is really an interesting kind of piece of the puzzle. And so if you, you know, we talk about like low anti-inflammatory diets, anti-inflammatory lifestyle, other things that can cause inflammation, which we'll get into include things like toxins, stress. So physical, mental, emotional stress. If you over-exercise, you don't have good coping mechanisms and stress, you know, you have high levels of stress high levels of emotional, you know, uh, you know, um, distress that also secretes the cortisol hormone and the cortisol hormone 
um, again, in too high amounts creates a lot, can create a lot of inflammation in the body. And so you can get like, um, you know, that you can get inflammation from triggering the cortisol too much through mental and emotional stress. So you can actually gain weight through this pathway, right? Um, um, from being like stressed out or not being able to cope well with your life which is surprising to some people. And, but that's, the, that's one of the mind-body connections, which I find really interesting. Same thing with events like, um, you know, if you have any sort of um, uh, inflammation diagnosis, like ankylosing spondylitis, colitis, um, interstitial, interstitial cystitis, rheumatoid arthritis, what you will find is that when you are less stressed out, um, when you have better coping mechanisms, let's say you engage in a daily meditation practice, you do breath work, um, you work on your mindset. Um, if you have any sort of um, repressed traumas, you work through that with a therapist. When you get to the point where your nervous system is calmer, when you have less of that cortisol being released through the day, your general level of inflammation is lower so that you're not going to get those, either you're not going to get those flares, or if they happen, they won't be as bad, they won't be as painful, and they will resolve faster. So when you're trying to treat an inflammatory condition, it's not just the diet, it's the holistic picture. Just like with the garden, it's not enough to just give water and, and not give sunlight and soil, right? You need to give many things for a garden to thrive. And same thing with the human frame. You need to do a lot of things. Diet is part of it, but stress management is another. Making sure your systems of detoxification are open is another one. And that's, um, I might as well transition at this point to this other cause of having difficulties maintaining your ideal weight, which is the toxins tipping point. And before I dive deeply into that, however, I just want to um, close the loop on a few things with inflammation. So again, some people, when they experience inflammation, their kind of body's response is to kind of hold on to that weight and um, to that water and, and kind of get, they get kind of puffy and especially with cortisol hormone, you tend to gain weight around the midsection, so around your belly. So you could even be quite slim around the like the, the legs and the arms, but you're kind of gaining weight around the belly, even though you think you're doing everything right in terms of exercise and what you're eating. And when you gain that belly weight, the belly weight is an interesting one. That's usually the sign of um, a few things that could be happening in isolation or together. Usually it's more than one reason, but one reason is the cortisol hormone, which causes this kind of particular weight distribution to happen in the body. Remember, hormones are messengers, so they, they instruct the body to do things in a certain way, um, for good or for bad. And when they are in balance, it's like well-running good messenger messages. And when they are out of balance, they start to like create imbalances in other parts of the body, like putting on fat in around the belly region, right? That kind of fat around the belly region is, is thought to be the worst kind of fat because it means that there's inflammation in the tissues too. So inflammation in the gut. So if you have that weight problem around the belly section, then you're thinking cortisol hormones and you're thinking inflammation at the level of the gut. So some kind of damage to the gut, which is then um, affecting other organs, including the fat. So the fat itself we can start to become inflamed and not work properly because the fat, the fat cells are not just places to store fat. The fat cells themselves make hormones. And when they're out of balance due to inflammation, um, they actually will do things like take estrogen, sorry, take testosterone and make it into estrogen in men. 
So some men develop problems with like, you know, the man boobs. Um, and that's because they have a problem with their fat cells. They have a combination of it being too much and doing and inflamed. So they're doing the wrong thing um, as in converting too much of the testosterone into estrogen. Okay. So it's a very fascinating kind of thing. And remember I talked about before how the, even the ovaries can get inflamed and the ovaries kind of sit close to the digestive tract, right? Like in that kind of belly region. And so you can get like inflammation in that area and that leads to that kind of swelling and, and um, kind of puffing out um, around the belly section. And you can have like a kind of a weight gain that's like um, kind of always there. So that's like the inflammation and the fat. Um, but you can also on top of that get bloating, right? Where your tummy kind of goes up and down in size. And that's a sign of um, something being wrong with your digestive system. And I will cover that in more detail because that's I, I put that almost like in another category of reasons, having a hard time balancing our weight, like achieving our ideal weight and maintaining it effortlessly. Um, but I also wanted to touch on the point that some women actually become really underweight, right? And, um, and that's because of inflammation damaging their capacity to like properly digest and absorb their foods, right? And there's, a, there's always a link. So like inflammation and hormonal balance, as I mentioned, are very linked because you have the cortisol leading to more inflammation. And also the thyroid hormone, right? The thyroid hormone is a major regulator of our, our, um, of our energy systems. And if you're hyperthyroid, it's like overworking. You tend to lose weight. If you're hypothyroid, you tend to gain weight. And, you know, the thyroid itself can become inflamed like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And so whenever you have inflammation in any tissue, it stops working properly and affects the systems that rely on that hormone, which is basically every system, but especially the thyroid hormone, every cell in the body has, a, has um, needs to be, um, it interacts with the thyroid hormone, right? Which is very unique. That and vitamin D are the receptors that are present on every cell in the body. So receptors for vitamin D and thyroid hormone. So they're that important. And vitamin D is a hormone too, actually, not a, not a vitamin. And so that, uh, so I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to separate these causes into categories to try to be organized and, and have you kind of start to make sense of it all. Uh, and I just want you to understand that they do not stand alone. They do interact and they link up. And um, we're, you're going to see that also with the next uh, reason that people have a hard time achieving and maintaining their ideal weight is the toxins tipping point. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com.
to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 